0: G'day punters, welcome to this week's episode of Bet with Brilliance. It's the punting preview for what's going to be a massive day at Royal Randwick on Saturday, Doncaster mile day, a huge 10 race card on the day. Joined as always by the King of Sydney, actually, after his efforts last weekend, Jared Fish, the Sydney analyst and writer for Brilliance Racing. Fish, how are you, mate?
1: Going well, mate. Thanks for the uh, kind words there. Yeah, yeah, it was um, horses were pretty kind to me last weekend getting the job done so I was pretty happy about that but got 10 races to look forward to this weekend so yeah can't wait for that
0: and joined as well this evening by Nick Lloyd the Queensland writer and analyst for Brilliance uh Lloydy thank you for joining us mate day one of the championships looking forward to having you the rest of the way
2: yeah thanks fellas I'm certainly looking forward to it one of the one of the better racing carnivals of the year, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, Fish has sort of looked into the crystal ball again and knows how the track's going to play at Randwick on uh, on Saturday because apparently he just knew what was going to lead, and that was all she wrote on Saturday, hey?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, it looked to lead his track on the weekend and certainly was there at Rose Hill, so yeah, I snuck away with a couple of good winners there, which I was happy about, but I think, um, it'll be a bit harder to dissect the track this week actually. With, uh, around we've had about four four or five weeks off now so I think the track will mm. play uh, yeah play pretty fairly
0: we will uh, we will get into that shortly but obviously tonight we're going to cover the uh, I believe what is it the six the main ones we've got the country championships uh, in race three and the Adrian Knox stakes in race four then we'll get into the English size the Australian derby the TJ Smith and the Doncaster mile Uh Get some information from the local man, uh, Fish, because, well, I mean, the, the rail's in the true the entire way at, at Randwick, and and I'm just having a look at the moment. I've got a rating of a heavy nine. Um, I think there's only been about 12 mil or so on the last 24 hours, Fish. What do you reckon the track might sort of get to a ratings-wise by Saturday?
1: Yeah, well, I couldn't believe it. I woke up this morning, and I read somewhere that they had 28 millimetres of rain on the track overnight, which... I'm not sure how, how they got loud. It didn't seem to be that much rain around. But anyway, something else A heavy on this morning. But it was sunny all day today and it should be sunny all day tomorrow as well. So I, I reckon it'll get down to a soft seven, maybe a soft six if we're lucky. But yeah, it'll definitely be in the soft range, I believe. But yeah, probably the, the good good um, side of soft, I'm hoping.
0: Yeah, are you sort of thinking the same, Lloydie? Because I mean, even when I look at the forecast, it's predicting... Clear skies and, and sunshine up until Saturday.
2: Yeah, well, mate, I've to Agon in the Doncaster, so I actually got down in Redwick early hours this morning and turned the sprinklers on for a couple of hours. So <laughs> I'll, um, I'll probably do that again tonight, and we'll be on a good uh, heavy eight for Saturday.
0: Yeah, right. But there no, I think,
2: uh, I think, I think, just looking at the forecast uh, with clear skies, there hasn't been any racing there, like Fish said. Um, so it won't be you know, very chopped up or anything like that. They would have given it a good mode leading up to it. So I think we can expect a soft seven at, probably at best, and if we're lucky, maybe later on in the day, we'll see an upgrade throughout the card.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking as well. I, I don't know about you guys or get your thoughts on it, with the rail in the true and, and that clear weather that we're talking about, I'm expecting it to play really fair on Saturday. I can't say that, like we saw at Rose Hill, if you, if you get the lead, you've won the race. doesn't matter how far away from the place you are. Are you guys sort of thinking similar things?
1: Yeah, I think it'll play very fair on the weekend. ram has, has a long enough straight, so I think every single horse will get their chance on the weekend and looking forward to watching it.
0: What about you, Lloydie? What do you reckon will be pretty fair as well? Or
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, I think the first two races are pretty tough ones anyway, so we might, you know, if you don't have a bet there, you'll have a good idea by the, by the time the features start to roll around how the track's playing and but, yeah, I can't see any reason why we, we should expect to see those sort of leading and railing like Greyhounds be winning again.
0: Yeah, a bit of box one action happening there. Well, we'll get into it because I, until I started doing the form for, for these races, I didn't know how much I was looking forward to this day really starting. I started going through the race. I thought, geez, this is going to be great fun, even just to watch. And then some of the, the selections I've landed on, I, I personally think I've found some great value and I want to see what you guys get into. So we'll start it off with race three, which is the country championships over 1,400 metres. Favourite at the moment is Art Cadoa, around $2.80. Tara Jasmine is at $9.50 and then it's double figures, the rest, the likes of Sperenac, Rothenberg, another one, uh, Baileys and then uh, Activation, you're looking sort of $19, $20, the rest. Uh, Lloydy have you got a speed map through for us mate Are you going to take us through those
2: Yeah mate this one's a pretty tough one to line up There's obviously lots of differing um, Form lines being a country Championship they come from all over the shop um, And quite a few of the speed influences Are actually um, down, the, down the Bottom where the, they need a few Scratchings to come out so they even gain a start Like Sugar Baby from the well, you know, like it it shows speed, but it's I think fourth or fifth emergency. You've got Jailbreak who he's the first emergency, I think he raced on Wednesday at Canterbury. Correct me if I'm wrong there, Fish, but um, he's he's number one emergency. But he'll definitely lead if you get to start. Uh, and then probably Tara Jasmine looks the other leader from there. I'd imagine to see Art Kado a little bit close, uh, but probably not going overly. Quick in front, and then another one's shown a little bit of speed. But yeah, it'll certainly be um, a matter of who who gets in the field come Saturday.
0: And who have you? We'll start with you, Fish Mate. Who have you got on top in the the championships here?
1: Yeah, so I locked two horses here. um Arcado's first one, and I think he's absolutely the deserved favourite. He's had ten starts and never missed a Quinella with four wins. So. Tommy Barry knows the horse very well and he's got a number of tab highway wins uh, riding him. Drawn well in Barry Barrier Two. Um, he qualified here, winning the qualifier out at Goulburn, who he beat uh, Legwork, and those two sort of put a few lengths on the field and Legwork's come out here. The other one that I like is actually called another one. Uh, he's built <laughs> a very nice regular with Gary Colvin out of Wagga. He's had seven starts. The only top two finishes that he's missed out on was. Well, the only time he's missed out on the top two were two tab highways in Sydney, which were over 1,200. He's won a tab highway over 1,300. And Nick Haywood knows the horse very well. Likes the 1,400, loves a soft track. So despite the tricky draw, I think another one's pretty good odds. And um, yeah, I've got two cousins and an uncle that have shares in that. So AJ Brews and uh, Jeff Rowe, good luck on the weekend. Um, I'll be cheering him on and hope he wins. But yeah, I like uh, Art Caddo and another one for me. What
2: about you, Lofty? Mate, I I see it a little bit similarly. I think Art Cadeau is certainly a deserving favourite. You know, like it's like you said, its record speaks for itself with four wins and I think it's six runner-up performances from its ten goes. Um, goes well at Randwick. Loves thirteen hundred. Sting out of the ground, no problem at all. Deserving favourite, um, probably the probably the winner, but the one the one that I'm probably more keen to back actually is Spiranak uh, from the Rod Northam yard. Uh, won, won one of the wild cards, I believe, at, out at Temworth. Uh, won that pretty well. And it's been just a nice mare who's, she's just progressed nicely through the grades um, in the country scene. She She's won two of her three starts this prep, and the only one she lost, she was seven lengths behind tayer who started favourite in a Galaxy. Um, that forms pretty well. Uh, she's won two on a soft, hasn't ha- hasn't ever seen a heavy before, but from memory, uh, Magic Elbert seemed to get through it. That's her sire. So she should get a nice run from Barrier 7. And it is the um, is the US Masters, of course, this weekend. So Spiranak named after um Paige Spiranak, the good sword who plays a bit of golf. So you see her on the points bet out of the Sheikh O'Neill. So it'd only be fitting to see Spiranak win on day two of the Masters. Yeah.
0: That that is the definition of an Ironman bet, isn't it?
2: It is. Yep. If ever you've seen one, there it is.
0: I've seen it slightly different to the two of you. So we've we've uh... We've all got some different ideas on the first one, which is exciting. I agree with both of you that Art Kedos, the is the well-deserved favourite. Um, drawn inside, we'll have all the Matt favours looking to push forward uh, from Gate 2 there. That win at in his last start, uh, that one was at uh, Goulburn. That was an, an, a really impressive win. Uh, but I was actually quite taken by the performance of Rothenberg. It was sort of three-wide the trip. Uh, and tied late, which he was really entitled to. Uh, his last start, uh, and I'm just bringing that information up here as well, that one was at Musselbrook, and he was really sort of pulling his head off in the run and only just beaten late. I think he'll be better second up uh, on Saturday from that run. Uh, he's had eight starts at 1,400 metres, so that's really not going to be anything new to him. He's won, he's had a second and a couple of thirds, there's an upgrade in the jockey seat from Christian Reith to Hugh Bowman that I think is going to really help him as well, especially if he's going to sort of run up on the pace. I've got, there's sort of probably a couple of different spots that he could go to from game six, but I'd expect him to probably sort of push forward. Um, I think he's a great each way player at the moment. I'd, I'd really be surprised if he didn't at least run a place because to get within, I think it was within a length or something like that, a length and a half at, at Goulburn there, I thought he ran a massive race. Um, on Arkadai's
1: last start. Yeah, I've got Rothenberg in my top three as well. He was another one that I was looking at and very close to tipping on top. I probably couldn't have Arkado at the price, $2.80 in a big field like this. I mean, he's proven himself and Tommy Berry. But the other interesting thing I just wanted to mention about that uh, horse called another one that I like, he's been known not to like travelling. Traveling, so he's trained out at Wagga. And if you look at his um, race statistics, He's actually only ever raced at Wagga and Sydney, so that's the difficult one. But he has won a Tab Highway, and I think um, Gary Colvin was pretty keen to um, get him up there one or two days earlier this week just to get him settled in. So, but anyway, yeah, it's a pretty nice, pretty nice race there—the Country champs Final to kick off a cracking day.
0: Yeah, totally agree. So, guess we can all agree that Arcadose is the deserved favourite, but some differing opinions there on on the better bet on the race between another one, uh, Rothenberg and, and Spirinak, And it'll be an interesting race to watch for sure. I'm looking forward to it personally. We'll move on because the next race is race four. That one's the Adrian Knox Stakes over 2,000 metres. This is for the three-year-old fillies. Uh, Favourite at the moment is the Godolphin filly Flexible, at five dollars uh, Duas, Jew, Jew, duas, I'm not sure how to pronounce that, is six dollars, Salto Angel, eight dollars fifty, Darling Diamond, eight fifty, uh nine fifty for checkerboard, and then we're in uh oh, sorry, double figures for the rest is Isafar, uh, Signora Nera, Land Ahoy, Star Point, and so on. Have you got the uh, the map there for us, Lordy?
2: Yeah, mate, you'd imagine to see um, checkerboard go forward. She won the Tassie Oaks last start, um, and from memory she led led most of the way there, or she was, you know, third or fourth, the outside. So she, um, she was certainly close. Um, outside of that, east to far drawn one, I'd imagine to see her go forward under Karen McAvoy and maybe the likes of, you know, Darling Diamond or Credit Crunch, one of those sort of outsiders in the field, can uh, go forward and try and put a little bit of tempo in it. Salto Angel and there, they're probably going to be thereabouts as well. Fish, what are you liking? You've, I know you you tipped juice last start, and it was a pretty nice winner at uh was it Warwick Farm from memory. Are you sticking yeah. with it or are you you jumping off?
1: I do I do love um, juice and that was a great win, and it was hard not to tip tip her on top again here for Ed Cummings and Hugh Bowman because that win was absolutely superb. The only um doubt I had from that race was that that was a pretty slow slow paced race. Um, Stepping out to two thousand, actually I heard Ed Cummings say after that race he was. Unsure if he was going to test her at the 2000 this prep, but he's obviously gone and done it confident. I actually like a bit of a knockout uh, price here. horse named Tycoon and Hallie sitting at the $50 price. I just love the way that she's been racing. Um, She's been absolutely screaming out for 2000 metres, if you ask me. She just looks so relaxed in all of her runs. Her most two recent runs, over 1550 and 1600, she's pulled out pretty early and tried to loop them around the whole field, and she's gone pretty close there both times and i just think mm. and she looked like she was on the bridle for a fair while both of those times as well so pretty keen to go have a look at her at the 2000 um what sucked me in was it i don't know i didn't find one horse in this race that's uh gone to this distance so i thought if you're going to go the um 50 odds in a race i'll probably choose this one my danger was flexible who um last start when they took her out of the 800 i was thinking oh. I'm not sold here. I'm not that keen. And in in the space of about two minutes, I've gone, "Geez, let's get her out to the 2,000 meter mark because she just ran home so good that day." So, and I think Tommy Berry's an upgrade um, on, on on flexible. And then yeah, the third one was Jules, who I found really hard to leave out. What about yourself, mate?
2: Yeah, I um, I, I found it. I don't I don't know how to look at it really. It's one of those races where you something could really just jump out of the pack and you go right there's your Oaks horse, a little bit like Colette did last year. She was, she was kept pretty well hidden at, you know, Kembla and whatnot on in provincial races and brain them in the, in this race and then won the Oaks, obviously. I think I really liked the way Joace won uh, last start at Warwick Farm. I thought she really accelerated strongly late and what she did after the post, I thought was even better. She's by Seamus Ward. He, he'll, um, you know, he's a Cox Plate winner, his pedigree stay all day. Um, And Mia Lust, I believe, might be out of a Johannesburg um, mare. So there's plenty of staying potential there. Barry too, I can just see her settling, you know, three pairs back the rail under Hugh Bowman. There'll be enough speed in it just to tow her into it. And these these three-year-old fillies, a lot of them haven't seen the 2,000 before. So you will, the, the runs will come. There'll be tiring horses and there'll be ones that are sort of making a run early that'll peak on their run. I think she's going to be the one that can be strongest late um, and she's into 550. dollars She was about $8 last night when I um, had a little speck on her. So I like to see the money come for her, and I like how you mentioned that Ed Cummings wasn't really too – he didn't sound too keen on going towards the Oaks, but to put her in here just 10 days later after her last run, I think that's a little bit of a positive sign I'm pretty keen to play.
1: Yeah.
2: Hornet, did you um, – obviously a little bit out of your jurisdiction in Sydney, but you, you've crunched the numbers, you've done the form. Have you found one for us here or are you staying out of the Adrian Knox?
0: I'm not staying out. I'm going to build on what Fish said because I watched the replays of Flexible and sort of did the form there. I went through the rest of the field and I just came straight back to it. She's going to be rock hard fit on Saturday. She's got that typical 1,600-metre, 1,800-metre progression into the 2,000. She looked to be chasing a long way out last start, and I thought her work to the line and through it was absolutely enormous. She was around the 23 seconds for the last 400 metres of that race. The 2000 is not going to be a problem at all. Uh, you, I think uh, Fishy said about the, the jockey booking uh, going to Tommy Barry for a great thing. I think she's written two of her last 50 or something like that. She is woefully out of form at the moment, so the change is only a good one for her. Uh, from gate six, I don't think she'll go forward in any sense of the imagination, but she won't be sort of dead last or anything like that, I don't think. Um, some feedback suggesting and, and looking at some of these horses in the field, like Checkerboard, who's drawn low. Uh, the pace could be on a little bit here. Um, so I think she'll definitely get a run. She'd like just as long as she gets that gap. I, I think she'll be, it, it'll be Colette esque of last year.
2: Well, Colette's, Colette's by Hallowed Crown, isn't she? Uh,
0: I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but I could certainly find out.
2: No, uh, Yeah, I think she might be, but yeah, Flex, obviously James Cummings, that was before he started running the Godolphin operation. Hallowed Crown was one of the first um, sort of big names in his stable and from memory, Colette is by Hallowed Crown and he might've had a bit of success with another one, which uh, Flexible is another Hallowed Crown filly. So she'll get the trip, no worries, I wouldn't imagine. and. Yeah. I, I think he um, might hold those Hallowed Crown progeny a little bit higher up than some of the others, just for that sentimental value, but going to be a cracking race.
1: Hallowed Cr- say- like Crown, gonna- you're right. What I was going to say to you was, Jackie, um, two horses I picked were Tycoon Haley, and Flexible, and I'm just looking at the speed map. This is where I got them from. They're in barrier five and six. I'm, I'm picturing them to be right next to each other at the rear, and they're, they're, they're both the sort of horses that love coming around the outside, so... I'm hoping the pace is on enough that obviously Flexible's got a lot more uh, runs on the board than Tycoon Halley, but I'm hoping they can uh, follow it or Tycoon Halley can follow Flexible up the outside and at least grab a place for me. But to, on the look at the map, I reckon those two are the horses, or, or Flexible is anyway. Yeah,
0: and the theory that I'm running with for the day, and I'm not sure if you two agree, but it will play into this race big time because I'll be really looking to back Flexible I don't think that any one part of the track is really going to chop out. I think, obviously, we said it's going to play fair all the way. So, even in race four, like this, if the lane's open on the inside, it's certainly not going to be a disadvantage, I don't think.
1: No, I can't Um, imagine so. I think it'll be fair all over and all over the whole track, to be honest. I reckon they've got a brilliant team up there. And, yeah, I think it'll be a great day of racing and pretty fair all over.
0: But, yeah, for me, I couldn't go past flexible. That last start of hers, I was really taken by that. And, and I'd be stunned if she didn't at least run a place on, on Saturday. And uh, I mean, you don't really get the place numbers for it. But Tycoon Halley, uh, that will be one for the exotics. And if Fish was in the mounting yard and and he gave uh, Tycoon Halley a wrap from the mounting yard, I'd be all over. I know that. He was on fire there
1: too. Yeah, mate, um, you probably won't see me for a couple of weeks if Tycoon Halley gets up with it. But- I'll come back. (laughs) Nah, nah, chips in on the $50 pop, everyone. Have a small bet. And, uh, yeah, I think she's got the ability. Just absolutely fill Uh, your book.
2: Call it a a moral and tell everyone to load up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Uh, Moving, breathing. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Just stick your neck out. All right, we'll move on, boys, because we've got some fairly differing opinions coming into this one, I believe, and I'm quite bullish about the race. Nick's licking his chops to smack down my suggestion for the race. But we'll start it <laughs> off. It's the size produce for the two-year-olds, over 1,400 metres. Favourite for the race is Animo, around $2.15. Four moves ahead is at $5.50. Lightsaber at $9.50, uh, along with Halal. And then we're into double figures, Captivant, Tiger of Malay, Daily Bugle, all the rest there. Uh, we'll start with the speed map. Loity.
2: Um, mate, your horse, Lightsaber, he'll be in, he'll lead. There's, I don't think there's any doubting that there'd have to be something, um, at you know, 100 to 1 or 250 to 1 that wants to make a mess of, mess of the race and put a bit of tempo in it. Um, for him not to lead, you'd imagine the Philly four moves ahead probably should be close. She's shown plenty of gate speed and she can be handy from the nice barrier. Um, Tiger of Malay and Cap Devant, the two of Peter Snowden's, the China Horse Club colours, Oak, and they've got the um the potential to settle a little bit closer. And I actually think Animo from Barry 5 can be um, sort of fifth or sixth the outside rather than stone motherless and running on once the race has been run and won.
0: And who have you got on top, Fish?
1: Yeah, um, I like the two leaders here, but I've landed on four moves ahead, to be honest. Um, Leading into the Golden Slipper, she was four weeks off, four-week break into the Slipper, and there was all that rain in the middle of it, so got no doubt she lost a lot of work in the middle of that. She's now coming here on a two-week break from that Golden Slipper run, and I don't think there's going to be too much um, of a challenge for her up top. I mean, Lightsaber will be up there, and hopefully they don't go too hard. I just think uh, she might be ready to improve uh, um, dramatically from that um, Slipper run and could get a few more lengths up. But um, I've put the danger down as Animal. obviously. The way that um, he's been racing and racing that Slipper looked like he was absolutely crying out for the extra distance in 1,400 and to be honest, I thought he was a size type horse the whole way through. So, I mean, he's every chance in this race. I just can't dive in at a dollar ninety. That's that's the only thing for me. But found it really hard. I mean, I could have could have tipped Halal on top, Lightsaber, four moves ahead. Just yeah, it's a great race. But I'll go with four moves ahead.
0: And you're with Animo, I believe, Lloydie?
2: Mate, yeah, I. Uh... Like this said, I, I probably would have rather a little bit more of a price than you know. I think two dollars fifteen might be best best price around it with three six five at the moment. But um, since he's made and win back at Sandown uh, when was that fourteenth of November, he's had size horse ridden all over him. I think every every run into his um, prep, you just go radio. He's ready for fourteen hundred. He's ready for fourteen hundred. Finished off with the um, best overall race sectional's last start, best six hundred. Um, race sectional of the day over 1200 in the slipper, um, and he was a little bit check. He was sort of copped a check at about the seven or eight hundred too. If you go back and sort of uh, hone in on the replay there, like I said, Barry five. I think J Mac Hill settled a little bit closer on him. Oh, um, I'll I'll, I'll, nearly, I'll be at work, but I'll, I'll nearly get naked if it loses.
0: <laughs> That'll be a sight to see, partners If you're in Brisbane <laughs> on Saturday afternoon. Head to Indrapilli because there'll be some lunatic with glasses running around without his kid on. Um, yeah, much. I'll, I'll no, start. I with, think
2: I think it. Yeah, living breathing certainty. Sorry, mate.
0: I'll start with my concerns in the race because I mean, Animo four moves ahead. Halal they've been up for a little while and they've been they have been sort of one and two weeks between runs and for a two-year-old that can sort of take it out of out of each horse and. It, I think for a lot of these horses, they were set for the uh, the name of the race is now escaping me.
2: The slipper. The
0: slipper, that's the one. It was for some reason
2: that that, that that rich one, the one with all the prize money. <laughs>
0: I had I blue diamond stuck in my head, but I was like, that's not it. Hang on, where is it? Um, they were all sort of set for that. That was the grand final, and this sort of looks like an afterthought for a lot of these horses. Lightsaber has been spaced a month between runs or sort of three weeks between runs since he broke his maiden at at Sandown, and that was over the 1,300 metres. When he won that, there was no question that he'd get 14, so he went and ran the 14, beat Daily Bugle. Daily Bugle's got absolutely none on this field, and he won the size. It wasn't – I don't believe it was a a really strong – rating race and i think on that day also did note in the review that it was quite difficult to make ground at flemington on the day but i mean safe has come out and and won since from that race uh from from the gate that he's got what's that gate three or something like that he'll um he'll just control the tempo i think if with no horse that's really going to go up and do something about the speed of the race it could just be one where he controls it the entire way gets it run exactly how he wants and it might be a, a tough watch late, and they, they might be coming at him. The likes of Anima Four Moves Ahead, but but I just think he's going to have a lot more map favors from where he'll be.
2: Yeah, he probably he will definitely get a, a soft run of run in front. I think like like Fish said, Four Moves Ahead as well will be one of those horses with the benefit. I thought Captivant was the danger in the race. I think he can be a little bit closer than normal in his his slipper run. He. He had every right to run a place with even luck, I thought. I I don't think he would have been an NMO, but certainly probably could have been an ingratiating home. Um, And that's, you know, he's a multiple group one place getter now. Um, But yeah, one thing I will ask you is um, lightsaber. And you look at that, well, was it the VRC size produce run where it beat safe? Safe obviously has come out since and, and, and won. Safe got the run of the race on Saturday, best part of the track up the inside um that's where all the winners came from go back to start prior where lightsaber again it was probably a bit of a leaders track he had all the all the favors they didn't go overly quick in front readily available he's the other one that comes came out of that race um in melbourne and then went around on saturday he did i thought he did absolutely nothing where does where do you sort of see that can you line that up at all for the punters when you've got one horse come out and win its next start and the other one come out and run like a busted ass
0: no, I no. The I think the figures that Readily Available put up in your start prior to that run at Rose Hill were absolutely massive and we spoke about that. Um he probably yeah,
2: they were really good.
0: With hindsight, he's probably entitled to have a flat run from that. The biggest thing about the two runs, if you're gonna look at the hillside runs of lightsabers specifically, those hillside tracks are not as typically not as favoured to leaders. Um You'll find the lake side is because it's a much shorter straight. The fact that he led him one on the hillside is a massive tick for me going to a track like Randwick where it's not as much leader bias. If it was a Rose yeah. Hill and they throw up $9.50, I'd be I'd be taking out bank loans to back this thing. But yeah. I'm not too concerned about the likes of readily available because he's gone and run a massive figure. He's allowed to have a flat one, especially as a two-year-old. Uh, but I think the, the biggest indicator coming out of it is is safe that he's come out in one sense. I'm I'm really looking forward to because the, and another thing that I wanted to mention about the lightsaber is if that wasn't a an overly uh, highly rating race that last the the last up win the VRC sires like could he improve off of, he could he might have more to come from that.
2: I think he'll have to improve, I think, to, to come from a, a group two to beat, you know, a golden slipper and a blue diamond player to on a heavy track. But, yeah, you know, he, he very well could, could have plenty of improvement in him. And, he, we, you know, he hasn't been tested on a wet track. He hasn't, um, you know, he probably hasn't been tested in a, in a high-pressure race that like the others have, you know, even four moves ahead. She's, she's come out of those ones. So it would be certainly interesting to see. You get an yeah, yeah. each-way price.
1: Yeah, I've a for you, I'm,
0: I'm, I'm sorry, before you go, Fish, I've answered it in a roundabout way. I'm not concerned about the likes of what Readily Available has done. Um, uh, uh, more just the fact that it's a, a tick for what safe has done and and going into a, a bigger race, he hasn't seen it yet and he's got the, the fitness on his side to handle it. But sorry, Fish, you go, mate.
1: I was going to say to Lloyd, because I think he might know the answer, maybe not, but um, I'm a massive fan of Halal, I'll always have been. But I'm also a massive fan of Tommy Berry, and I just can't work out how McAvoy's riding Halal in this. I mean, I know that Tommy Berry's jumped off Masked Crusader as well, which is my favourite horse, but if you go through Halal's every single run, trial, everything, it's Berry, 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 Berry. How is McAvoy on Halal, and Tommy's riding for Anthony Cummings on Lease, a $200 pop in a race like this?
2: Yeah, well, mate, I'm... I'm a little bit with you there, but uh, you, if you go through the card, there, there's another one that, um, you know, like, well, for, like Tommy Barry, he's already booked on Libertini, obviously. So Anthony Cummings, he's got Lee, So that could be the little bit of, um, I suppose, what's the word? Beef, if you, if you like. But if you if go a little bit off track, but if you head to the opening race on, of the, on the day, um, Tommy Barry's on King of Sparta. Now he's never ridden King of Sparta before, except for a trial which uh, ran second to Billion Dollar Baby last start. Billion uh, in the trial, Billion Dollar Baby came out and won on Wednesday. Barry also rode Ashima at its last win. It rode he rode Colino at at its last win, and it he rode Vandula last back on Boxing Day, who's the five dollar favorite. I, I don't know if Barry's and you know he's sort of riding for a few other trainers, but he's not on many of Hawkses and he's. Got a few select rides for some big owners.
1: Yeah, it was Williams uh, riding the last over Tommy Berry.
2: Yeah, well that's it. I wonder if there's something just going on there, but
1: something's going on there for sure. I don't know what it is, but anyway, yeah, yeah. interesting one, but mm.
2: yeah, anyway, there you go. Yeah, but no, you're right. I'd I would have much rather be on Halal um, if Berry was if Tommy was on there, but him, you know, whether he's jumped off or whether he had a prior booking. Don't that know was, how that works. That was
1: my favourite combination. I won that much money on Barry and Hawks. Debutons, trialists, <laughs> everything coming out. First up, Barry, Hawks, bang. It looks yep. like we might lose that, which I'm not happy about. No, fingers crossed anyway.
0: Go and grab a trackside fish. Get into them, mate. That's yeah, all can I to a a word say. Word. can say. I'll be one, up there day and
1: see all the championships. I'll have a word to him then.
0: We've strayed a little bit there. I'm sorry, punters, but we'll get it back on track because this next race has got a couple of talking points, I reckon, and it's mainly the lead-ups coming into the race. It's the Australian Derby. This is for the three-year-olds over the 2,400 metres. Favourite at the moment is Montefilia at $3.60, Skylab's at $5, Lions Roar is $9, and then it's double figures for Kwe, Kwe Rocket Spade, Young Werther's there, Favreau, Yaletown, who was a last start winner, um, Explosive Jack is there, but he's 20s and so are the rest. Have you got a speed map there for us, Lloydie? Hey,
2: the, there's not much to report, really, speed map-wise. Yale Town coming through the Tullock Stakes, he'll, he'll lead. Uh, just, it's, I know it's a little bit unusual for a gay waterhouse runner to look for the front, but... Um, yeah, that is that'll weird. Be, weird, yeah. <laughs> uh, he'll, be, he'll be your leader. I'd imagine probably a couple of the Kiwis, um, Rocket Spade, the frontman, I think they'll be a little bit closer than uh, what we saw with the frontman last start. And I think Quay Quay from Barry three can uh, probably go forward as well. But outside of that, yeah, uh, Young Young Werther, I think he's might have the blinkers on the first time. or um, So he could very well be set alight and uh, put a little bit of speed in it.
0: And uh, we'll start with you, Fish, mate. Who have you got on top here? And you're right, bloody blinkers first time for Young Werther. But Fish, who have you got on top?
1: Yeah, I've got Montefilia on top. I think $3.60 is probably an okay price. I just I think she's been racing um, like this is her, her race recently. She was huge in the Rose Guineas behind Malanga and Skylab where uh, those two horses absolutely got um, whipped plenty of times by their jockeys. But anyway, um, she was huge in behind them and that was $1,400 out to 2000 So now she's gone, gone up to $2,400, I think. Um, third up, looks like a pretty big chance there. Um, I've actually got danger down as young weather, which is quite funny because I said to the you boys on the chat on the weekend that um, young weather was sweating up like a storm before the race, paraded terribly, you know, he was jumping around, bobbing his head. He didn't, there's no way that um, he wanted to be there. And the way that he raced, he, he raced quite well. So I finished in third pretty strongly. So I've got a I'm not gonna be up there, but I'm I'm definitely gonna have a bit of a parade watch. Someone will be able to have a look for me. If um, he parades well and more relaxed this week, then I'm gonna have a little bit of a dabble in the twelve dollars for young Weirler. And also don't see any reason why Yale Tian can't get the exact same soft lead he did last week and take it up or not, especially when you look at that record. The last four Tully winners have won this. So yeah, but Mont- Montefilia on top for me.
2: Yeah, I, I can't I can't talk anyone out of backing Montefilia. I think she's one of the better bets on the program on Saturday at Randwick. Um, like Fish said, that I think that Rose Hill Guinea's form. I know a couple of them come out of that, but um, you know, Lions Raw, I think he's been a little bit disrespected by the market at nine dollars. I had him closer to seventh, um, and probably his second favourite in the race. Skylab, I know Skylab was really good um, in the Rose Hill Guinea. Surprised me a little bit, but I I can't have it. Uh, at five, I don't think. I just think it had I just think it had the every right to finish where it did. Uh, Lion's Roar Raw had no luck. Montifelia, she had to switch a couple of times, and I think she'll get she would have got past it ever any further. So, Montefilia clear on top of Lyons Raw in for second, and I think Fishy bang on. I backed Young the last start uh, against the pattern off the bid a long way from home and just really stuck it out. He's a BRC derby place getter at just start number three, probably should have won the start before that when it was when he was absolutely slaughtered. Um, If he parades well with the blinkers on, um, you've got to probably include him in all your um, exotics.
0: Well, I can't add anything there, boys, because I agree that Montefioli is definitely the well-deserved favourite. I couldn't get involved at the $3.60 mark now because I've been uh, sticking up for our last couple of starts and it hasn't gone as well for me as I would have liked. I thought last start she probably sort of Loomed to, to win at one point but couldn't get over the top. Um, all I've got, I've, like I said, I, I can't add anything. Like you said, Fish, you reported that he was sweating up bad in the the yard last start. Young, Werther. Um, and we know that Rose Hill was heavily leader biased and he was chasing from a long way out, like you said, Lloydie. Um, the one thing that I'll sort of ask you guys, he's leading up to probably leading into his last start, he had been running well below expectation. Do you think that's because he's just been looking for this distance the whole time?
1: Yeah, I do. It seems that way. I do agree with you. I had him – he wasn't tracking very well at all there in his first couple of runs, but this is the only run that I – I looked at him last week and didn't have him anywhere in my numbers because, because of that exact reason. And then I seen him parade and I went, oh, well, something's going on with him this trap like he dead said it looks like he doesn't want to be but then then you watch him race 2000 look like he's, he's ready to step it up to the 2400 so yeah um yeah you're probably right
2: he um i didn't think he's... his first up run actually and I, like i'll admit I backed him that day he got beat eight and a half lengths Oh, it was weirder than Sam because he was he was never going to win that as soon as they jumped he got run off his legs he was you know, Damien Oliver was punching him along for a long way, but I was actually pleased with his run in that going forward. Um, next start is a little, probably a little bit disappointing in the, in the Autumn Classic, and then he really knuckled down to the task late at the Valley in the Alistair Clark. He got beat six weeks of course, by Grand Slam, but Grand Slam, he, um, you know, he made himself three cups of tea and, um, you know, Butted a couple of crackers with Vegemite and whatnot, and sat down under a palm tree for a while. And um, while he got that picnic in front, um, and Young Werther, he was he was good. Lady ended up running second. Came out against the pattern, like I said. He's by Tavistock. He's never seen a wet track before, but I actually think he'll love it. Uh, And yeah, like you say, I, I just think 2400. This is this is his go. He's a Derby place getter. He obviously stays, um, and he's just got that little bit more maturity and size about him now, and race day manners that I think he needs, and he, he can win it. Yeah.
0: He was also spoken about in the same uh, frame as as the likes of a Russian camelot, obviously before retirement, and and we know that the Russian. I mean, even in his last start in the the All Star Mile, he absolutely swam through Mooney Valley that day. So it's a if he's this this yeah. similar mould of horse to what. To what uh, Russian Camelot is or was as a racehorse, then yeah, the, the wet would certainly be no issue at all.
1: Yeah.
0: But it's also That's
1: interesting.
0: It's also interesting you mentioned that Autumn Classic and then the uh, the Alistair Clark because there was a real stink on that Autumn Classic, for, uh, the Autumn Classic it was. There was a real stink on the form coming out of that race. And then he'd sort of been beaten so much by, like, it's beaten so far by Grand Slam. So, But I reckon Mm. he's got a massive chance on on Saturday and I'm really looking forward to seeing him run. We'll move forward, guys, because this is one of the two big ones on the card. Uh, It is the TJ Smith stakes over the 1,200 metres. Group one, weight for age race. Favourite at the moment is Nature Strip. Uh, The second line of betting is his Kryptonite Eduardo at $4.60. You can have $4.80 for Bivouac. Uh, $8 for Mars Crusader, Fisher's Boyfriend, and then it's double figures, the rest, Libertini, September Run, Sitori, Dirty Work, and I'll rattle off the last two because there's only two 11.11 and Order of Command. Have you got a speed map there, Lloyd?
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, They'll be setting land speed records early. I think Nature Strip and Eduardo, um, we saw it in the, what was it, Challenge Stakes. uh, When they last met and they broke a new track record, albeit over the 1,000 metres. Uh what's his name? Eduardo came out and well, the, if he didn't break a track record, he certainly set the clock alight and raided through the roof in the galaxy, just absolutely bolted in. Um scratching of Hawkbury on her this morning sort of takes a little bit of an extra speed element out of the race. I think she she was sort of drawn to be right on the hammer and keeping those two honest, I thought. Um and the heavy track, I I've had to change my numbers around a little bit. Um due to the rain overnight i did i did all the form for this yesterday and was working on a soft five soft six and now that we're going to be closer to a soft seven heavy eight um and that scratching of I'm on her sort of mix it around but I'll, i won't harp on about that just yet fish uh what do you like mate are you are you with one of the speedsters or have you you're with your boyfriend or are you with one that's just going to gobble them up late
1: um well it's it's a, it's a tough one it took me ages to work this out but um, I'm probably going to cheat on my boyfriend here, and um, I'm probably going to back bit of work Actually, honestly, uh, well, yeah, I'm going to back bit of work. Um I think the thousand meters first up, he, he, the report was he was, you know, carrying a bit in the yard and probably needed the run. So and, and it was obviously a bit short for him. I think his thirteen hundred meter run in the Canterbury Stakes after that was pretty disappointing, to be honest. Didn't really come too far, but I think that was another. He, he you know, I think he was a bit underdone. And I think he has been. He gets a soft, soft track here, which he loves. Um, third up, and I just think Nature and Eduardo will put put a fair bit of pace on themselves, and I don't think... They, they they might surprise they've done it before, but I don't think they'll be the one strongest at the end. I would have preferred Glenn Boss on, to be honest with you, but he's got the flick. So I think Hugh Bowman's riding, which is a... I don't know if that's a tick or not, With Bossy knows the horse. And then I'm, I'm going to have a dabble on me, on my boyfriend, Mars Crusader, because I thought the... William Reed one was fantastic. I mean, there was track bias there, as we've all spoken about, but he's unbeaten over twelve hundred meters and he's unbeaten on soft ground. This is obviously uh definitely the next level. But as long as I'm gonna get eight bucks on Saturday or 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 you take it now, I wouldn't take any shorter against these horses. But yeah. I've left the two species out and gone with Biblewack and Mask Crusader. What about you, Ludie?
2: Mate, yeah, well, I was I I was originally with the girls here, Libertini in September Run. I spoke about them uh, a couple of weeks ago, coming through that William Reid against the track pattern of the day, um, and they hit the line really nicely, 1200 meters. Um, both of they go now, but with that rain, I just I just can't I can't have Libertini on a on a near heavy track. September Run, she's won twice on the soft, Never seen a heavy. Um, you could probably you could probably back her to be finish, finishing home the better than a few of these others on the heavy. Um, and $12, you get that price to find out. But, mate, I I'm, agree completely now. Bivouac, I think barrier two, he's just going to be third or fourth in behind. Um, he loves the wet. I'm, I actually like him back in trip. He's, what is he, a month between runs. He's had that trial over the 1,050 um, at Randwick on a heavy uh, he won one of his group ones from memory. If it wasn't the Golden Rose, it was um, you know something like, like that on a heavy track. It might have been the um. Anyway, I won't harp on about that. But yeah, Bivouac, um, I've backed him already. I think I took five dollars. I he's he's the one that just gets run of the race and put the nuts on the on the line and say he's probably the best sprinter in Australia at the moment.
1: Yeah,
0: what you Jackie? I. I certainly can't disagree with you both about Bivouac, but I'm going with Last Crusader on top. Uh, I originally had Hawberry on her because of the favour she was going to get from the map and the draw. (laughs) Um, But that scratching has definitely changed up the numbers as well. The the biggest thing that turned me off Eduardo and Nature Strip, I believe it was in the Everest last year, they just got into this pissing contest of a speed battle and ended up running each other into the ground. And that was where... Uh, uh, a classic legend was able to run over the top. And I'm just imagining a similar race to that on Saturday. The The toss of the coin really is if it's going to be Mars Crusader or, or Bivouac that, that come over the top. Um, yep. The the reason I can't take Bivouac is if he gets locked on the fence there and runs into a couple of roadblocks to that, uh, a nature strip and Eduardo. Um, I think that Master Crusader, from where he's drawn, might. Find a bit clearer air, a bit clearer air, a lot easier. Um, and that turn of foot that he showed in the William Reed that was incredible. So if he replicates anything like that, he could just find uh, bivouac in the coffin, uh, sitting behind two roadblocks, and and it'll be a, a bit of a master, uh, sorry, a a, a, a classic edge, classic legend like win uh, at ranwick I'll get it out eventually. Sorry, partners, bloody hell.
2: I think Bivouac, I reckon he'll have about three lengths of clear air between the second horse and himself. I think Nature Strip and Eduardo will pair off. And I, I'm, I wasn't worried about it. Like, it's certainly a valid point that you make that he could get bottled up on the fence, especially if he's not third the fence. But I I don't think Nature Strip and Eduardo are going to be the two horses that will be keeping Bivouac in a pocket. I think I, be I, I think they'll have cleared out and that he'll have plenty of room just to sort of come into the three wide line at the top of the straight and have plenty of time to get past him.
1: After that um, new market race, we were talking about Jackie when nature strip was doing 70 Ks an hour. i will send you on our way to work the next morning. <laughs> I reckon, reckon Edwider can hit 80 Ks a year and they might, they might just have a bit of a bit of a speed battle up front and uh, might be talking about that on Monday, but yeah, well, hopefully they do. I hope they do chop chop each other out up front and um Maybe one of the back markers like Bibbleweb or Mouse Crusade come through and get the win.
0: Yeah. What, what you said, Lloydie, about the the way that Nature Strip and Eduardo are going to roll forward, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out once the gates open because I can't imagine that Jay Mack and Abdullah are going to let, they wouldn't want too big a gap in the, like, they wouldn't want to be going so fast that two or three lengths does open up, do they? That'd just suggest that they're going way too quick.
2: Well, probably, but you—I mean—you only have to go back and watch their last couple of starts. That's—it's just the way both those horses run. Uh, yeah. I think I think J Mac on Nature Strip's a passenger half the time. Um, you know, he just he just hops the board, jumps out of the gates, and righto boy, take me take me as fast as you want, and hopefully you can keep going at the end. So, they probably, in a perfect world, neither of them probably want to be you know three or four lengths in front of the third horse at the. At the 600 but i just think uh, that's the way those horses like to run and that's where they'll be
0: yeah and that's a, a, a funny point that you make because when jamie carr rode nature strip at flemington she said yeah. i just i was just a passenger i just let him do whatever he wanted so it'll yeah. be a really good race to watch and i will be interested to see how the first sort of 600 meters unfolds well i have got a lot going on for this race here boys i don't know about you but we will move forward. It is race nine. It is the Doncaster mile over the 1,600 metres. And I'm just getting things together here. Sorry, partners, a bit of a delay. I know that our favourite at the moment is the all-star mile winner, 2. Uh, Second line of betting at $8 is Mawanga. Think it over is at 12 with the hour dash. The big A's there at 13 with Agon. Uh, Cascadian and Funstar at $19 with Forbidden Love. Then it's 20's the rest. Ice Bath, Iron Superman, rock Star of the Seas, Best of Days, Wheelhouse, etc. Take us through a speed map, Lloydie. This is going to be great.
2: Mate, best race on the Australian racing calendar, if you ask me. Uh, I think we've got another another classic edition. You know, we've seen the likes of, what have we got? Sunline, Winks, Happy Clappers, Sacred Falls. You know, they've oh, won the race in the, in that the happy- last sort of... Ten or twenty years, and I think the winner of this one will not be out of place on that on a roll at all. Um,
0: that happy clapper Doncaster! My God, that is a race. I love that race every day.
2: Yeah, it's one for the um, yeah, it's one for the uh, racing fans. I think Pat Webster winning a Donny. Um, the speed map wise, there's there's going to be speed galore, as you'd expect in a you know handicapped sixteen hundred meter race at Vandwick where there's 20, 20 horses in the field. Uh, some are doubt, yeah dash they're your, they're your two leaders I would think shout the bar and another one of gaze that locks her roll forward forbidden love down on the minimum weight I'd imagine to see her sort of put herself in the, in the race and not not sort of stay out of trouble I suppose that way uh, what else have we got I am superman barrier 10 you, you'll cross over Almeido showed a bit of speed before ice bath she's down on the low weight as well you can see her forward Zaki from the outside barrier it'll be there I think the two two or three horses really from the from the speed map pers- uh, perspective that are gonna get just the beautiful runs from the good barriers, Mugatu, Aegon and Avilius.
0: Yep, I totally agree. Who have you who have you got on top ten fish?
1: Mike, uh, chips in over here. I'm all over Mugatu. He loves the mile. Um arguably he's looking for further now after that all star mile win, but that doesn't take anything away from him being the class horse here, if you ask me. He won that all-star mile in great fashion on a testing track. Four-week break's absolutely perfect because it obviously was a really wet that day, so I like the four-week gap he's got. He's drawn soft in barrier four and 56 kilos on his back. It's not going to worry him at all. I just think he's the best horse in the race. I like two at odds as my dangers. Um, Cascadian had the fastest last 200 of the George Ryder, which is a good lead-up race for this. 59 to 53 in the ultimate gear change, getting Jamie Carr on, 17 bucks. And I also think Dallas on from Adelaide's massive overs. George Ryder runs a total forgive. Stubby Holder's come up from Adelaide for the ride, and he's um, five races for two wins and three placings on the horse. So, And he's 59, also 59 down to 53 and loves a wet truck. So I don't think they're bringing him in for no reason. But, um, yeah, I'm all over Muggetu, to be honest.
0: That's, that's exciting. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: that it. He's certainly the, he's the one to beat, Mugger too. It's not he's no denying that he's won an All Star Mile. Uh, he's in with fifty six kilos. He loves the wet. He loves the mile. Uh, he's undefeated there. Hugh Bowman, geez, he could be in for a good day out if um if I'm any good of a judge. I think what's he? He's got a few there that keen on. But um, I, I'm I'm torn really. I'm 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 probably gonna have a couple of bets. I've already backed to Aegon about six weeks ago. Um, at 30. So that's sort of one bet that I'm I'm happy to have alive going into this race for sure. Um, 53 kilos for a three-year-old has a little bit of a question mark over it for me, especially when the other two, three-year-olds in the race are down on 49 and a half. Um, But he'll get his wet track. He's drawn beautifully He's had that five weeks between runs with a nice little trial just to tick him over perfectly for this. So I think everything goes right for Agon. Um, he's he's the one I'm, I'm still going to settle with him on top, but Mugger two, the clear danger, a deserving favourite. Avilius, he's he's one that with, with that rain that came overnight uh, and with 56 kilos, I just don't think you can um, put a pen through him yet. And the other one, fellas, that I thought was a little bit of a silly price at $26 is actually I Am Superman. Um, Andrew Adkins on board obviously we've kept his sort of comeback well documented on brilliance um, so it'd be nice to see him return with a Doncaster win um, after he wins on Tycoon Halley earlier in the day uh, fish but he, <laughs> out of all those out of all those horses that are going to lead you've got you know the likes of Yardash, Summer Doubt um, what else did we say? Forbidden Love a lot of them they've drawn bad Iron Superman he's well he's you know no he hasn't drawn perfectly in barrier 10. He's, draw, he's got all those other speeds that's drawn outside him. So he could just get over pretty easily um, and end up box seeding down with 50. I think he got 52 kilos. He beat Think It over last start. who came out and won a group one at its next start, albeit, albeit meets that even worse off at the weights. But um, I certainly, yeah, I'd be including I Am Superman in you know the third or fourth line in your trifectas and first fours.
0: Well, I'm seeing it fairly similar to the both of you. I, I, I was surprised that Fish made a case for Dallas End because I have done exactly the same with Stubby Holder getting on board, um, who's historically got a good relationship with the horse. I thought you could forgive that last run when think it over belted him in the straight and, and sort of lost a bit of momentum there. My concern is the, the big step up in class uh, in the race. Yeah. Um, but he I think. He has been set for this. Yeah, and he's getting, but, yeah. Gate, getting gate one. He's definitely going to use that. He's going to be up on, up on the pace, and he's going to be mm. giving it every possible. Aviles um, is absolutely airborne. Unlucky not to win last start. Uh, Redwick, soft track mile. J Mac fifty six kilos. I could give you positives for days. The only knock is that racing pattern of his um, and where he sort of gets his, where he gets his run and where he gets his lanes. Um, I don't think he can knock Dash for his winning form. Uh, drops him weight. He'll go forward. Uh, I think Mickey D is a good jockey booking uh, to get that weight. Uh, the mile really shouldn't be an issue and, and much the same as Dallasan will be up there. Are we going to make a case for Mawanga here? Because coming in at 49 and a half, should have won the Randwick Guineas, won the Rose Hill Guineas. Uh, I don't see Robbie Dolan as a, a bad booking and Annabelle Nesham's flying.
2: Yeah. yeah, just that barrier worries me, myself and the synthetic hoof filler that we've seen that gear change come in this morning. Um, back to back to a mile from two thousand where you'll be stepping back up to the two thousand next week for the Queen Elizabeth. That's another little question mark. But certainly he he could very well be the X factor in the race. You're right. Um, eight dollars, mm, I'd probably i probably nearly have a little favour on him as well. If he touched tens and he could get two or three dollars the place. But um yeah, uh, if, uh, if you came up to me and you said, lordy I want to back my longer, I'd be saying, yeah, go for your life. Well, what you
0: say? What you say? Uh, sorry, Fish, well, I,
1: actually, I actually backed my longer after that um, Rose Hill guineas, and I got $8. So, <laughs> the old fish is better for me then because I got $8 in barrier 21. But, yeah, yeah certainly, no, Robbie Robin Dolan's a great young jockey. He's going fantastic, and Nisham's informal. Yeah, like Lloydie said, the um, um, synthetic hoof filler this morning's I've never really heard uh, much positive talk about when a horse gets one of those or gets that done. So, yeah, um, yeah, not, not sure there. But, yeah, he's definitely going into all of my numbers. If I'm, if I'm going to have an exotic spot on the weekend, he's right there. Definitely. Yeah.
0: Just what you said, uh, Lloyd, about the the step back to the 1600 from 2000. I can't think of the names of the horses off the top of my head, but it's been done three or four times to win this Doncaster mile. So um, I actually see it as a bit of a positive uh, because it'll set him up to run a strong mile. Um, yeah. But, yeah, that synthetic filler, you sort of – you can take from that what you will. I think everyone looks at it a little bit differently. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was just surprised that I didn't hear his name thrown up.
2: Yeah, yeah. I was thinking the exact same thing, hey. But, yeah, you're right.
1: <laughs> when, you, when you picture the race in your head on Saturday – you can absolutely see Moanga flying down the outside with 49 and a half and just getting there. Look, yeah. this is the way it races. It's going to be a fast Doncaster. Lock. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling not to... I mean, I've already got that better, on, like I said, but it was hard not to tip him in, in, the, in the finish with Mugatu. but I think you look at the two draws, Mugatu is in four soft run. Moanga's going to have to do it the hard way. Yeah, lightweight, yeah. but yeah, I'm not sure. It's a, yeah, it's such a good race.
2: That's it, yeah. Yeah. Um it's just it's not one of those yeah classic uh classic Doncasters really isn't it Uh, I think it's a cracking race and you know you, you we probably all everyone's probably put a pen through last year's winner but she's got less weight than what she carried last year she's not going as well but she wasn't going any good last year either I didn't think and Natalia came out and won so um yeah yeah I think that's we've got 11 group one winners one from New Zealand and one uh Almeida's won a group one in France so it's a, it's a classic.
0: And even, even Avilius the Toppy, he's not even won a Group One. Yeah, he's won three. Uh, sorry. Um,
2: Mugatu, sorry, yeah.
0: Mugatu, Mugatu, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what call, I was... yeah
2: the All Star Mile's not a, not a Group One, but yeah, it's, it's a Group One quality field, but yeah, yeah, it's not that he doesn't have that um, Group One win to his name. Yeah, yeah.
0: You're right. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see for sure. Geez, I butchered that, didn't I? Um, are we going to go through?
2: Mate,
0: uh, <laughs> are we going to go through a hundred-dollar bet strategy each here, boys, for the day? What are we, what are we thinking? What are we looking at?
1: Yeah, no, I'll go ninety bucks on Mogatu to win, and blow I'm it having, out of the park. I'm having ten on talking Halley at fifty bucks. That's going to be absolute fill-up for punters. Well,
2: was, what about you, buddy? Gonna, Um I'm going to channel a little bit of Jason Richardson here. I'm going to have a um $100 system what are we going to go we're going to go system 345 um we'll have we'll have, <laughs> shut up uh we'll have duace the place we'll have can you have place wins or do i just if i've got one the place do i have to oh, all I be- just give
1: the partners a win that's what they're after yeah. okay we'll
2: have a hundred we'll have a hundred dollar system 345 we'll have duace the win Enemo win montefilia win um, and we will then have um, Aegon win, and in the last race of the afternoon, we will top it out with Never Talk win as well. I don't know how much that pays, but I won't be on next week if it gets up.
0: <laughs> that'll be... You that, that gets up, and that'll be the fastest purchase of a plane ticket that Qantas has ever seen. Yep. It'll
2: Too just much. be whatever the first time... Oh,
0: Whatever the first destination I'll, is, I'm going there.
2: I'll find out how much we're looking at while you go over your $100 bet strategy, Jack. Hopefully you, um, you harp on for, for it as long as I did just then so I've got a bit of time to get it up, but continue.
0: Yeah, no, I'll take care <laughs> of it, mate. So I'm going to start in the size. I'm going to have lightsaber, 25 each way. I think that's a great bet uh, for him where you can get the each way odds. I'm then going to have uh, 15 to place and 10 to win on Young Werther. I think he's another great bet as well. So that gets me to the seventy-five dollar mark, and then in the TJ, I'm going with Mars Crusader, uh, twenty-five straight on the nose, and then I'm just going to have so much money to play within the Doncaster. I'm just going to have, I'm just going to throw bets everywhere, and Dallas is going to be one, and and if Dallasian runs a hole, then we'll be booking playing tickets together, Lloydie. That's what's going to happen.
2: Yeah, well, mate, it's um two about two thousand to one those five horses just to win, so. Um, we're looking at you know 33, 34. Yeah, we're we're looking at a fill-up. Put it like that. We're <laughs> upwards of <laughs> what? What have we got? Uh, but, yeah, roughly a hundred thousand. What happens
1: to the odds if you work talking
2: Halley in there, right Talking <laughs> Halley, but that's in the same race as Joa. So uh, yeah, uh, sorry, can't can't I, have them all. But
1: <laughs> maybe like, before,
2: like Yeah, there's winners, winners everywhere. One I will um, just a little quick quick plug uh, outside of the metropolitan races. I'm not tipping my own horse. That's Friday. This one probably won't be up in time, but um, I've got to find what race it is. Is it Rockhampton on Saturday? Um, every chance I won't do a preview for that for my brilliance, just because I'm lazy. But race, what are we? We're race. I think we're race four. Yeah, Rockhampton race four, horse six, the tax accountants. Uh, Tom Button Trains He's a horse that's really progressed nicely uh, through the grades down this way uh, last sort of last prep. He, he won a benchmark 60, beat Fasano at Toowoomba on Cup Day there. Uh, a little bit of stable mail. They think he can knock off a nice, uh, you know, North Queensland Cups race. So the tax accountant resuming at Rockhampton on race four, number six Saturday. Have a bet there, punters.
0: Have you got anything out wide, Fish? Because I've actually got one that I want to – that I want to get in there because it'll be, I mean it'll be on my preview on Saturday, but but uh, I want to take these odds right now. Uh, have you got one out wide, mate?
1: Nah, mate. Everyone'll have to wait for Fishy's late mail on Saturday morning. That's where the winners will come. But yeah, no, nah, no early ones just yet. I'm still sort of going through all the form because it's uh, one of the hardest weekends I've seen in a while. So yeah, give us your give us your winner, mate.
0: Race. Caulfield, race five, number one, Anavisto wins. Death taxes and Anavisto wins. $2.70 at the moment. It's an absolute joke. LaField's got none on her. Zara on board. She'll just win. So that's what's going to happen on Saturday. Um, Berks- I'll declare
2: one in I'll declare one in Caulfield too.
0: Go for
2: it. Race seven, horse seven, Yonkers. Won't get beat. $6.50. Back the truck up. Have a bet.
1: Gee whiz, that's a. That's a lot of confidence. Yep. It, um,
2: little... beat, yeah, beat Rome of Flowers two starts back, red fourth in the Mornington Cup behind Mount Popper. Uh, of Flowers, she's your Sydney Cup favourite and a deserving one at that after a massive run um, a fortnight ago in Sydney. That, that's the form. It, it Lord Belvedere doesn't go any good at anywhere other than Flemington. South Pacific, we haven't, it hasn't hit its straps. The Lord Mayor's coming off an Albury Cup win. Well, what would you rather? An Albury Cup winner or a Sydney Cup favourite? Uh yeah, yonkers.
0: <laughs> and a funny little segue from there. I saw Pete Moody said about Norway, if he doesn't win on Saturday, the next time you'll see him, is over 3,800 metres and 12 jumps for a different trainer, I think. So that article's <laughs> out on racing.com. I saw that and thought that was quite funny. All right, boys, we've gone over an hour here. The punters have probably fallen asleep. I hope not. They've got plenty of winners. Uh, best,
2: best tips came up at the end of it.
0: That's it. Mm. We'll quickly wrap up the uh, bit of a best for the day. I think... Mine's going to be, I'm just going to put my nuts on the line, lightsaber in the size. What about you, Fish?
1: Yeah, best for me is Mugga too. Uh, I just think he wins that, don't go after them all. So, yeah, chips in on Mugga for me. Lordy?
2: Um, I think on Ladbrokes, you can pick your own odds when you put up a margin and whatnot. So, um, it'll be Saturday, Randwick, race six, English size. Uh, what are we? Uh, they haven't got that marked up yet, but NMO by three and a half or more.
0: Gee whiz! All right, that's exciting. Hopefully, the punters have stayed around for that because they need to tune in for the review on Monday to see how it goes. If you're back with us, Lloydy, if that three, four, five bet's gotten up, you'll be out of the country. Uh, I was going to
2: say, I, I hope I'm not back next week because if I'm back, it means that bet's lost.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee whiz! That would be that would be something. That would be something. Yeah. Uh, well, absolute pleasure to be joined by you both. Thank you, guys. It was. Uh, a massive, massive card to get through there. What well, wasn't even the entire card that we got through, but uh, a pleasure to be joined by you both. As always, partners, uh, if you've got any feedback, send it through. We definitely want to hear it. Um, tune into Brilliant Racing on Facebook and Instagram on Saturday morning. The previews will be up for Caulfield and Randwick, respectively, from Fish and myself. We'll be hopefully finding plenty more winners on the day there, just like Fish did last week and carrying the the nation's economy on his back he was so hopefully he does it again and I'll try and chip in with a couple at Caulfield. Uh thank you for joining boys it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks mate legend. Thank we'll, you fellas. We yeah. will see you for the review on Monday. Have fun, have a feel up like punters and we'll see you on Monday.
1: All right.